Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jason Tebbs. And I, in many points of my life, have just gotten like completely fixated on certain things. You know, way back in the day, it was like RuneScape. I'd come home, I'd play RuneScape all the time. Line Rider, you know, that little game where you where you draw the course and the guy will go on the sled and Line Rider. I would play that like every day when I got home. World of Warcraft, League of Legends, um, just fixated on wanting to do this and wanting to do that. It. I am one of those people that is very much like 100% or 0%. I'm either in it all the way or I'm just not in it at all. I can never seem to strike a balance of those sorts of things. So there are times in my life where I just get completely like fixated on an idea or a thing or an event or a dream, whatever it might be. And it's like, that's all I can focus on. There, There's no happy medium. There's no comfortable middle ground. There's no realistic placement in my brain it's just like things are a hundred percent there or they're zero percent it's part of the reason why I have just such a small group of people that I call my friends and then beyond that I just like don't even try to keep up with really anybody or reach out to anybody it's because like I'm gonna give a hundred percent to the friends that I do have and I don't have the energy to try and give 100% to more than just a small group of people. So everybody else gets essentially zero. Um, and there are times in my life where I've gotten fixated on, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I begin to question like, hey, is this actually the right thing? Or is it just something I'm like completely fixated on? You know, being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there's this whole belief that you can receive personal revelation, that God can guide you in your life, that he can answer your questions and your thoughts and your prayers and make sure that, you know, God will make sure that in the end you'll be okay. It won't come without some trials. It won't come without some tribulations. It won't come without some application of faith, but we can be guided by the Holy Spirit to make the right choices and to do the right things. And there have definitely been points in my life where, you know, I thought I was making the right choice and I firmly was told otherwise by what I believe is a spiritual prompting to do something else. One example is, you know, in the LDS church, men are oftentimes expected to go on a two-year service mission where we preach the word of God. And I had really worked hard to like learn and grow and increase my faith to the point where I was like, hey, you know, let's do this. Like, let's go. I'm excited. I got a mission call to Sydney, Australia, which was like my dream mission. I just felt like, oh my gosh, my dreams are coming true. Like, let's do it. And I was in the MTC. That's where you know, missionaries go pre COVID to essentially train on, Hey, like these are the things that are going to help you while you're out for two years. You know, this, this is great ways to teach people. This is great ways to like, make sure you're okay. If you're learning the language, you learn the language there. And in the MTC, I got this prompting, like a kick in the face. Hey, 
you shouldn't be here. And to a lot of people, that's like, whoa, a missionary getting a prompting not to be on a mission. Not, I'm not the first person to ever have that, but it was like, there are some things that you just need to figure out first. Go figure those out and then come back. And so I, I did that. And it was a really incredibly hard time in my life. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. But, you know, my mind went from, I was so fixated on like, okay, the mission, the mission, the mission, the mission, the mission, that eventually I had to get like a kick in the face. Hey, the mission's great. The work you've done is great, but there's something more important, right? And, and that's a time in my life where I can say like, that was definitely a spiritual prompting that did make my life better in the long run. You know, an, another thing was I got to a point where I, I had to answer the question like, do I go back out on my mission? Like I, I had done, I had done a few things. I was at college. I had met my wife at that point. I didn't know she was going to be my wife, but I had met, you know, Kara. And I was like, I was tossing up. Okay. Do I go on a mission? Do I go back out on a mission? Do the two years and possibly not have this relationship with this woman? Or do I essentially pull the trigger and say, hey, this is somebody I'm going to marry and marry them. And and that was a really, really tough decision. And my mind was so focused on like, oh my gosh, here's this woman that I believe I love, that I'm very comfortable with, that makes me very happy. You know, her and I have a lot of the same beliefs and a lot of the same values and we just have fun together. And I was like 20 years old at the time. And I had to, I had to make that decision, you know, do I leave for two years and have this mission mission experience or do I try and make this relationship work and get married? And I was, I was on the phone with my stake president from my home ward who was like helping me navigate coming home from the mission and like the steps after that and what it would take to like resubmit my papers and like get back out on the mission, right? Because when you're in the LDS church, a lot of people just expect like, hey, you know, you're a young 19, 18, 19, 20 year old man. Like you you go on a mission and, and you have that great experience. And I had friends, you know, most of my friends did end up going on, like they went on their missions. They had great experiences, some more than others. I think all of them learned a lot, um, both men and women. You know, I have both male and female friends that went on missions it was rough for them they learned a lot I think it was a great experience in their life and you know I had to sit there and be like for so much of my life I thought I was going to go on this mission and I had always wanted to go to Sydney Australia I was always like Sydney Australia that's where I want to go on my mission if I could go anywhere it'll be Sydney and then I get called there and then I have to tell myself like hey it's not for me at this time and then I have the option to go back out and likely would have just gone to the same mission. I don't know if that's 100% sure, but, you know, I would like to think I would have gone back out to Sydney, Australia had I resubmitted my papers. So I'm on the phone with my stake president and he's like, hey, like we've been given the go ahead to resubmit your papers and you can get your call again and you can go back out. And I was, I was with Kara. I was sitting in her bedroom. And I'm talking to my stake president and I was like, you know, hey, president, I, I think I found something else. Like, I think I found this woman who will be my wife. 
it was a it was a hard decision. It wasn't easy. Like it was rough. For for so long I had been working and fixated on this mission, and then I realized like, hey, here's the woman that's gonna make you so happy. And so I, I married her and five and a half years later, like I'm so happy I did, because she is like my everything. It's rough sitting here thinking like, did I miss out on something? Did I I mean, ultimately, I 100% made the right choice. Like, I have the greatest relationship. We have such a cute kid. Like, I'm so happy in my marriage. But, you know, there's always things in in the back of your head where you're like, what did I miss out on by not going on the mission, right? Like, what, what could I have learned? How would I be different? I don't know if I'd be better in the long run. Like, okay, sure, I could have gone on the mission. I probably would have come home, met somebody else and thought the world of that person as well, but I can't imagine my life without Kara, and now without Liam, you know, we got a kid, I can't imagine my life without them, so where am I going with, you know, this whole trip down memory lane, and thinking back on kind of the decisions I made, and crying about it, well, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I'm at the cusp of just making another huge decision like that and going against the grain of what like society expects me to do and kind of what I've expected myself to do and hopefully making like the proper choice, what seems like the riskier choice, the choice that's against the grain that I think ultimately will bless my life for the betterment. My whole life, I've thought of myself like, I am going to be a career man. I am going to provide for my family. I'm going to get a job. It's going to pay decent. You know, I'm a smart guy. I have a lot to offer. And my family is going to be taken care of. My wife won't have to work. Like, my kids will have a lot of opportunities to experience different things. We could go on vacations. They could be enrolled in different extracurricular activities because I was bringing home an income that could provide for us. So my whole entire life, I was like, yep, I'm going to be the career man. I'm going to be a good husband and father. I'm going to provide for my family. I'm going to do what I need to do and bring home the income. That is 100% what I thought. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it a traditional route. When I was younger, I was like, my dad's a civil engineer. Maybe I'll do that. I was kind of interested in engineering. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could do X, Y, Z. I changed majors three times in college. Well, technically, I changed it twice. Uh, I was going to be a business major. And then I just, those two economics classes I took, like, were awful. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll be a journalism major. That that seems interesting. I like radio. Um I like, I like presenting. It seemed to be a little more creative. So turns out I am not a great journalist. Um, my intro to news writing professor was like, look, you always write interesting articles. It's just journalism needs to write a very specific way. Grammar, punctuation, just a specific writing style. And he's like, you're not super great at doing that. He's like, I like reading what you write. You, Your articles are among my favorite of the class to read. He's like, you just got to, if you want to do journalism, you got to learn how to write like a journalist. And that's just not how I write. 
And then I, you know, switched over. Hey, I have this degree in family finance. Or no, I have a lot of family consumer human development credits already. They have a family finance emphasis. I like families. I like finances. Um, at the very least, what I learn here will help my direct family. And maybe I can help others as well with this knowledge. So I, I did the family finance degree. And I thought, oh my, like, I thought I'd be a personal financial planner. Like, kind of have my own business, managing people's money. Personal financial planners can make fantastic money, especially as they grow. Um, a lot of it can be incredibly passive. And then, turns out, I am not great at understanding the law behind personal financial planning. And so, I graduated. I didn't really have any job prospects. I felt stuck. And I just got a job that would pay. And I advanced in that job. I got in, you know, I... I felt like, hey, this isn't working for me. I need to change things up. Got the job I currently have now. It's been a huge blessing. It's been better for me and my family. But now I'm at a point where I feel like I want to make a choice to do something else. And I've talked about it before, you know, in in the podcast episode where I said, am I destined to be a high school teacher? My education gives me the credentials where I could teach financial literacy to high school students. And that is a noble profession. I I, th- I think I'd be okay at doing that. My sister's a high school teacher. You know, it, it would pay the bills. I, I'd figure it out. And and I could still be the guy where it's like, hey, I, I bring home a, a decent income for my family. We're, we're taken care of. My wife still might need to work, but we're, we're doing okay for ourselves. The thing I've been fixated on, though, and I've talked about it like, oh, here's my dream. I want to create content. I want to do podcasts. I want to stream. I, I just, I can't get that out of my mind. I've tried to like push that away. I've tried to be like, hey, I've got other things I need to focus on. Like I can't be so fixated on this. It's getting kind of to a point where it's slightly debilitating. Where I feel like I can't get through my day without having a minor breakdown of just wanting to do this so bad and feeling like I'm stuck in a crossroad of the world expects me to work at my, you know, I'll just say work at my current job, work the regular nine to five corporate life, bring home an income that way, like have, have the guaranteed paycheck that'll come twice, um, twice a month. Like the world expects you to go on a mission. And it's like, I worked hard to get there. And then I realized, like, not that it wasn't for me, but there were other things I needed to do. And then I made a choice, like, hey, rather than going back out, I'm going to I'm gonna make a hard choice that I feel like would be better for my life. I just can't help but feeling like I'm at that moment again. I tried to do the regular 9 to 5 corporate life. I tried it. I worked hard at it. But something in the back of my mind is killing me. Something in the back of my mind is debilitating me i i can't help but to feel like i've been here before with the whole mission thing i tried it out something in the back of my mind was killing me like i needed (coughs) i needed to figure something out and then i made a choice and i've been so blessed by my wife who's been so supportive and has loved me so much and again i'm sitting here you know I'll, i'll i'll be 
clocked in at work. And it's like when I'm in the thick of things, just like the MTC, just like preparing for the MTC. When I was in the thick of it, I was like, yeah, this is great. I can do it. When I'm actively doing something at work, it's like, yeah, I love helping my clients. I love getting on trainings. I love telling them like, hey, this is this is how our software works. How can I help you? What questions can I answer for you? I was a good missionary. I was such a good missionary in the MTC. I was told by each one of my teachers that in the MTC that I would do so well on my mission that I had such a spirit about me that I was great at teaching the gospel and understanding the underlying principles and just helping people out. I'm so good at that. I, I have that ability in my job today. But when I go to bed at night, when there's nothing to distract me, just like in the MTC, I'm fighting back tears. Not because I don't think what I'm doing is good, but because there's this nagging thing in the back of my head that I feel like I need to be doing something else. I texted my dad. I was like, Dad, can I move into your basement and follow my dreams? And he texted back and he said, hey, that's a big ask. I can't have this conversation right now. You know, me and your mom are preparing for a trip. We'll be gone from this date to this date. But when I get back, we can have that conversation. I love my parents so much. They've helped me through so much in my life. They've been like my greatest supports. I mean, nowadays behind my wife. My wife is my greatest support now, but. Like, they've already helped me with so many things. I feel slightly ashamed even asking that question. Like, hey, can I live in your basement and just follow my dreams and try it out? I feel feel kind of like I'm, I'm coming up to them with my tail between my legs. A little bashful. But I, I don't... I wouldn't blame my parents if they're like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to support you no matter what you do. But that particular ask is too much I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them if they say that you know here's here's your kid with a wife and child that wants to move back in and chase this thing that doesn't even have a guarantee of success that you know less than one percent of people actually make it it's a huge risk but I'm like look I've taken risks before I got married when I was 20 and I made it work I don't know what I aim to achieve with this whole episode I guess my main thing is just to say what I feel kind of tell everybody that's listening and a little bit my parents and a little bit my wife like this is something I'm passionate about (coughs) this is something that I believe could bless my life immensely and I I just feel like I got to do it like I got to go 100% into it you know maybe maybe I'm wrong (laughs) Is this just a fixation, a cry for help, or is this is this really a a, a a true feeling like from from God saying, "Hey, you can do this. Like I'll take care of you. You put in the work, I'll take care of you." I don't know. I, I question myself daily. I question myself all the time. Like, am I making the right choice in my career? All the time. So yeah, I've looked into being a teacher and I'm still waiting for my application to be approved to get my temporary license. I haven't, I haven't 
gone away from that. I'm just kind of in a holding pattern there. And once that's come that comes through, if I find a job, like I'll I'll probably go for it. You know, if if things open up at my current position, I'll I'll go for them too. But with how things currently stand, I I, I can't. I can't keep doing what I'm doing right now. I'm going crazy. There is just this thought in the back of my mind that is eating away at me and is killing me. Anyway, it's got a lot more personal than I uh, ever meant it to get. It's got a lot more emotional and passionate than I ever meant it to get. I'm, I'm an emotional and a passionate guy. Like, I am... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid to be a little dramatic. <laughs> you can ask my wife, but if I'm a dramatic person... Yeah, she says I'm a dramatic person. <laughs> but that's going to be that's going to be this episode of Tepstocks. I call it the premier useless podcast, but I I think it's pretty useful for myself at least. Um thank you so much if you if you've listened this far. Uh it it means a lot. You know, just slowly but surely I I see like more and more listens on my episodes and my my total listenership slowly but surely goes up. You know, some episodes do better than others. I promote some episodes more than others. So, like, it's not like a constant up with every single episode. One episode might get a lot of views. And for me, a lot is like 25. And then the next episode might only get like 10. That's okay. It's to be expected. But if if you listen... (coughs) If you listen to this silly little podcast that I do, thank you so much. Like, it means the absolute world to me. That somebody is willing to take time out of their day. And time is such a precious, valuable resource. Take time out of their day to listen to the goofy things that I have to say. I hope that I can provide at least some fun, funny, interesting, somewhat quality content that somebody enjoys to listen to. Or at the very least can listen to it and be like, wow, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad I don't have his bizarre mind. <laughs> anyway. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check me out on my website, jasontebs.com. I'll catch you next time.